Manx Radio's Countryside is brought to you by NFU Mutual. Hello and welcome to Countryside here on Manx Radio. I'm Simon Clark. And I'm Kerry Kermud. Last week I caught up with the Federation of Young Farmers to see what they've been up to and what events are coming up. I speak to Chris Gregory from Isle of Play and congratulated them on the recent award that they'd won. And also I went flying in the yellow helicopter around the Isle of Man. Well, Kiri, uh, flying around the Isle of Man in a helicopter, what a dream that has been for mine and the opportunity to do so. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, Absolutely incredible, that is, Simon. Very jealous. Plenty to talk about with that and, of course, the young farmers. But firstly, uh, Isle of Play uh, is a charity and I spoke to the CEO of Isle of Play, Chris Gregory, at the new venue of Leicester's Yard in Douglas. And firstly, I congratulated Chris and his team, and it had been a fantastic week for you all. Yeah, thank you very much. We um, were nominated uh, and won uh, Charity of the Year with the Heroes of Man Awards, uh, which was rather nice. Yeah, how has that come? Because it's quite a new venture for you, isn't it? Uh, well, Isle of Play has been going for just over three years now, uh, so yeah, to be nominated... Um, for any sort of award and recognition, you know, it's really appreciated, especially in such a short period of time when you consider all the other great and sort of larger ch- um, charities that are, are on the island. How big of a shock did it come to you? As well? Obviously being nominated and being in there, you think, well, you know, the, the, like you say, there's some nice ones about. Well, it was, it was, so we were there, we were at the awards and of course you've got uh, Beth Espy, you know Beth well anyway, and she was on stage and, and they were reading out the winners, etc. Um, and we noticed early doors, it was the other Chris who I work with and he'd noticed that uh, they weren't going the nominees are, they just cut the time down and the winner is, so we're going, well we've been invited, so maybe we've just won <laughs> and, and yeah, so, so sure enough. Uh, we were called up and it, yeah, it was uh, very flattering and, and it was nice to get a big cheer. A few kids there as well who recognised us. So yeah, it was nice. We're here at uh, Leicester's Yard, which is um, a, a quite a new venture. I mean, when you first come in, you think, what's happening in here? But it seems popular with the kids. Well, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a condensed <laughs> space of just chaos, I would say. You know, it's the... I think the way that children's play typically operates is uh, if it's not directed by adults, which this place isn't, it's, it's often chaotic and that's kind of where the magic lies uh, when the kids start exploring themselves and others and the environment about them and they come here and we give them hammers and nails and saws and then the chaos begins and they have big open fires uh, and they, they explore and they play and they chase and they build. Um, and it's just a marvellous place to, to to behold once you you know it's populated with children. When you when you think of it, um, things were moving forward from the early computers to what they can play with now and the high tech uh, games that they can play. This uh, don't take it the wrong way, but it's like a step back to when I was a kid. You know, I've seen a, a, an old bogey, we called them, with pram wheels on it and a couple of bits of rope on the steering and a few old bikes around here. Sure, and um, you know, I mean, children they, they they all have access to 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 mobile phones, and all the kids come, you know, with posher mobile phones than me. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that those phones very rarely come out. 
you know, children, you know, millions of years of evolution have, have given us the ability to play. And, you know, there's a reason why we play as, as children. And so, you know, you can give them all the tech they want, but if you give the children the freedom to be able to play with other children, then they just, they embrace it and they grab it. Um, and it, yeah, technology goes out the window for the time that they're here. So they've got bits of wood and pallets here. You can bit of equipment. They use their own minds, get together with two or three others and, and make something? Sure. Mm. Um, it depends, you know. Sometimes we, it's, it's easy to think that this place is a place where they come to build, you know. And, and there are, as you can see, if you, if you were here now, you can, you can see that, you know, there's, there are buildings around the place that the kids have obviously built and constructed themselves. But also it's a place where kids come to destroy. And that's why when you look around, you'll find bits of pallet and bits of old wood knocking around the place as much as you will find nice constructed things as well. So, you know, it's a place where frustrations are... Uh, are let loose. It's a place where imaginations are engaged and it's a place where children are allowed to be just that, to be children. What sort of ages are, are common and the people from around, just locals from around the, the estates here and the, the, the town? Well we, we get them, yeah typically, because we're open after school. Um, the kids from Annika, um, Paul Rose, um, it's an interesting location because You've got um, these la the large uh, council estates as well, but then you've got your Saddlestone and you've got Valagiel up the road and, and, and Valacotia schools as well. And so we get a, a, an interesting mix and diverse mix of primary school age children. But then we've also got children coming from St Ninians and from Balakamine. So we've got high school children mixing with, with some of the like, infants uh, aged children as well. And it's great because sometimes, you know, a 15, 16 year old wants to play like a, a five year old. And, you know, five-year-olds sometimes want to hang around with 15-, 16-year-olds. And so it's, it's beautiful to see sometimes. Yeah, they do, if they're stuck with something, some of the older ones get in helping, and it's, I suppose it satisfies them all. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, we, 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 we so often sort of segregate children into their age categories. And this, that's not the point purpose of, of, of any of the work that we do. We're open to all children, you know, and you don't stop being a children arguably until you're maybe 60, 70, 80, I don't know how old it is, you know, so, but um, anybody who's under, you know, 18 years of age is welcome to come here and stuff, and uh, um, my, my, my colleague, the other Chris, he, uh, he says it's, uh, it's a place for anyone, but it's not for everyone, um, and, and I think that's, that really sums it up. Um, this isn't a place where, you know, you can parents come down with little Tarquin and, and go, oh, come on, let's go and play nicely. This is a place for Tarquin to come and play however Tarquin wants to play. And so we actually encourage parents not to stay around. Uh, this is a place for children and not for, for their uh, more adult and led agendas. Yeah. Um, the, you look around here, though. I mean, what's that? Is that a church that's built behind us here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that is a church, uh, you know, complete with pews and cross and, and lectern inside. Um, what a, a boy came down and he converted... Uh, what was a, 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 a derelict den at that point mm. and he started converting it and he, he he made this wonderful sort of church within the middle of <laughs> of, uh, uh, of this environment and it's it, it's recognized which is really interesting it's recognized by all the children here as a church so sometimes they'll be running around playing various games of tag and stuff like, come on let's go hide in the church and yet all these kids take sanctuary in the church <laughs> you know there's definitely there's definitely a metaphor in there i'm sure uh, but, but, but you get a lot of the, the the video games possibly that they are playing at home mm -hmm. uh, a lot of these games have uh, little places, cafeterias, churches in them. So yeah. I suppose it, it relates to it, but it's in real life. 
Well, that's, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's, the, it's the other way around, really, isn't it? You know, we, um, you know the technology um, and the worlds that are created in, in video games uh, are meant to be, um, you know, uh, replicas of, 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 the real, of the real world. But this place is very much the real world, and it's it's at this place. If if used a computer game term, it's a sandbox uh, for creativity. This place. Yeah, and you look the other side. You've got the fine, and it looks like a, a sort of simple version of a restaurant cafeteria. There, Chris. <laughs> simple being the operative word there. Thanks, Simon. We spent hours building that. Days, you might say. Yeah, it's got. We've got a couple of solid fuel um, ovens up there. We've got a pizza oven. Uh, and we've got ourselves a uh, just a, a kind of fire pit barbecue kind of area as well. And so every night after school, most nights anyway, we'll we'll get some ingredients out, and the kids will chop it all up and and cook it and make stews or you know sausages or whatever it is that we've got. I wonder how how do they sort of? I suppose a lot of them will be used to having their tea made for them. How do they take on having, having to do a little bit for themselves? I, they they relish it to be honest. Like the idea of um, you know you give children responsibility. I think you know. It's something that we are often uh, underplay is, is the role of responsibility in all our lives and and children you, you may not think that they're responsible enough to to manage sharp knives and and open fires but actually i think that you know this place proves that to be not not to be the case at all and so they they, they cook fresh veg uh, and eat food that they perhaps wouldn't normally go anywhere near but because they've prepared the food and cooked it all themselves they yeah they they they, they get it down they gullet it as fast as they can brilliant stuff well many congratulations on this but of course it's not all isle of play does no, well, we've 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 got a couple of other projects. Term time, we've got forest school, so we've got a wonderful woodland uh, where children come down with school groups, and they spend eight weeks, one one afternoon or morning a week with us for eight weeks uh, in the woods, and they 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 play wild in the woods, which is great. We've got playing out, which is our mobile play scheme over the holidays, which is well attended. That's our sees about mm, seven thousand, eight thousand kids every every 12 weeks or so really? yeah yeah well we're working with about a thousand kids a week typically uh, but that's kind of, that's all the sort of the, the front line stuff as well but you know more than that we're we're constantly trying to to improve the isle of man for children just to be children and to play you know 60 well not even 60 years 40 50 years ago you know an eight-year-old child could have roamed eight miles in any direction with other eight-year-old children but without an adult in tow and today, you know, eight-year-old children seem to really struggle to be allowed to go past the threshold of their own homes, unfortunately. And on an island, you know, that we celebrate as being incredibly safe, it's a real shame that, that children are losing a large part of their childhood by being denied the opportunity to roam, to go on adventures and to play. So, you know, Isle of Play's role really is to, is to promote childhood again, let children reclaim their childhood, if you like, and, and you know, enjoy the best possible time that they can. Is it keeping you young or giving you grey hair? <laughs> Take a look for yourself, sir. <laughs> this isn't an advert for just for men right now, is it? So uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, I'm I'm very privileged to be in the position that I am and to be able to work with the people that I work with and to work with all the kids that we we do. Honestly, it's a joy to come out and even though we're outside in all weathers, you know, there's, I can't think of the last time that I didn't look forward to coming to work. That's a lovely touch. And uh, if anyone wants more details of Isle of Play. Yeah, you can find us at uh, isleofplay.im or you can find us on social media as well. Um, yeah, and just get in touch. Chris Gregory, the CEO of Isle of Play there, uh, telling us all about uh, Leicester's Yard and uh, the awards that they won at the awards night. So really done well for themselves. And 
like the the Isle of Play and everything that they do, you know, they, they go around to the different schools and get kids to play like they used to. And it was fantastic there when we were talking. You heard us talking about the uh, the old bogey there with the, not one that come out of your nose, but the, <laughs> the bogey made of wood with the pram wheels and things but on But they're it. things that yeah. we always did as kids. But now, like you say, Simon, that's the old-fashioned fun coming back to the fore with the likes of uh, Isle of Play bringing that opportunity to them. But even hammers and nails, you know, who would ever expect to see them at the show hammering away? building things, creating things, climbing up on top of old pallets. I guess you forget not everybody has that chance. No, it's brilliant. It was. So well done, uh, Chris and the team there at Isle of Play. Well, uh, we haven't heard from the young farmers for a while, Kerry. No, not at all, but they've always been uh, busy bees. They had the field day there back in August. And talking of hammers and nails, they had to build their constructions and all the different tasks. They set them for various competitions, uh, weird and wonderful ones. And I caught up with the Federation of Young Farmers in the studios to see what they've been up to. So here we are now with the Federation of Young Farmers and some new faces, uh, Brian and Neil, all around you this time. Yeah, they haven't got rid of me yet, but we've got um, <laughs> Will Duggan of the Southern Club, our new Federation chairman. We've got Vicky Hargreaves of Easton as our new treasurer and Nikki Kane of Central as our vice chair lady this year. So it's all change. Yeah, all change. Um, the only thing that stayed the same is our fabulous assistant secretary, Sophie. She stayed on. And then um, we've said goodbye to our treasurer, Hannah, and obviously Vicky's taken her role. And we've got assistant treasurers, Beth Harvey and Jenny Kane. And they're all such important roles, aren't they? Because the Federation of Young Farmers is the hub of all of the, the northern, eastern, southern and central young farmers. It all comes into there and some great work goes on every year. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we've got so much on and it's good for everyone to get together, you know, under the umbrella of the Federation, everyone from each club to get all the different ideas and plan all the events and everything like that to get it out to our members and just, you know. You've had a really busy summer as it is. We've seen that the field day was a huge success back in August. Yeah, that was really good. We It was quite tricky, really, wasn't it? You know, after unfortunately oh, having gosh, to cancel yeah, the... Yeah the concert this year um, and not having that it seemed quite sort of an empty calendar until we came out of lockdown and we had to ram everything in with you know everything else that's going on on the island anyway it's very busy and trying to fit things into the calendar was quite hard but we got there so you know it was a bit chocker but we're looking forward to a yeah. new hopefully more normal year this year absolutely and at the weekend uh, Brian you popped along to a, a really special service uh, yeah, on Sunday, myself, Will and um, Vicky's new husband, John, went to Patrick Parish Church for John Bogatzi's memorial service and bench unveiling, which we were very fortunate to be able to donate the money towards to buy the bench, which will sit at Patrick Parish Church there. So it was lovely. And, um, you know, I'm sure Will will be able to tell you a lot more about John than myself. But, you know, he, he was a lovely a man that did a lot for the Young Farmers Federation, you know, for very, very many years. He was a life member of ours. So... Um, yeah, we were very grateful to be asked to be involved in that. Absolutely. And like you say, Will, he was very uh, active in agriculture, wasn't he? Yeah, I think the uh, the island's agriculture, you know, it's it's in a place where it is, thanks to John, really, and what he's, what, what he, the work he put in um, years ago. And, you know. And so many people speak so highly of him, a true gentleman. Yes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sadly, sadly missed in the, yeah. in the community, really. But yeah, what a, what a great part to be involved in there. Mm -hmm. And uh, forthcoming events, my goodness me, it's nice to have a calendar back, like you say, Bryony. The Christmas tractor run. 
Yeah, the Christmas tractor that run this year. Um, they'll be in Strand Street on Thursday the 9th and then Friday the 10th is the southern route, which I believe is a bit longer this year. And then Saturday, we've got the main route again. So everyone's looking forward to that. There's a lot of buzz about it, but um, lots, lots for the remainder of this week to get done first before that. Go on, tell us what you're up to. Um, well, we've got the remainder of the Prime Stock show at Alaman Meats on Thursday for the carcass judging, so that's always a good turnout from the Young Farmers members. Um, and then Friday, we've got the, our very first Winter Welly Wonderland, which is at the Villa Marina Royal Hall, um, which is basically just a massive big bash to celebrate our 75th anniversary. Um, you know, we're hoping to do a more formal dinner, you know, with a bit of a difference next year, but we had this date at the Villa Marina booked for gosh it must be almost two years now so we thought it was it was a good idea to do that and we've got Chris Stark from BBC Radio 1 coming over for it we've got a couple of local DJs um, who also happen to be Young Farmers members Michael Caller and Michael Deal and we've got Aerial Illusions and Harvey Mushman a local band so it should be really 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 good good. yeah and we've got about 140 Young Farmers coming over from across for it so far so yeah, it'll be good. Isn't just, that really good to yeah. have visitors come again to the island? And are they fellow Young Farmers too? Yeah, they're all Young Farmers members. We put it out to all the clubs, so whoever wanted to come could come. Um, they booked through Isle of Man events, who've been really helpful. And yeah, it'll just be nice to see them because we, we did a club exchange with a couple of the clubs that have are coming over. Um, so just to catch up with them again and then meet some new people will be great. And is there any tickets left? Can anyone last minute uh, get involved? Nikki, are you, you're in charge of that side of things? Yeah, there's still lots of tickets. If anyone's looking for something to do on Friday night, come along. It should be a really good night. And what is the dress code? I hear wellies. Yes. So no sore feet at the end of the <laughs> yeah. night. Uh, tactics wellies. here. <laughs> Ball gowns or is it just azure? Um, dress to impress. Yeah. yeah, we've said black tie and wellies, but I think whatever goes, really. Yeah. It's yeah. just nice to have an event on again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, nice to get together. Yeah, definitely. And always looking out into the general public, i seen on Facebook you had a Hop Tune pumpkin carving competition or, or a turnip moot carving competition. Now, I think getting the younger people involved with agriculture or anything to do with the countryside is really important. What do you think, Vicky? Yes, it's good to get them involved at a younger age and then they'll hopefully take on um, a committee role later on. Well, this like yourself, getting <laughs> pulled into it now. Yes, um, I just retired as club secretary and thought um, I'll give Fed Treasurer a go. Well, that's it. And talking about the Federation, you've just had the awards as well. Is it, we had Miss Young Farmer again this year? Yeah. yeah. Yes, that was won by... Um, Central member um, Emily Kelly. Oh, yeah, also a, a won... very active member, isn't mm-hmm. she, Emily? Yeah, yeah, she also won the um, the award for best overall young farmer and um, the best stock judger too. Yeah, they're, they're a huge part of it. I guess livestock judging and all that kind of thing, the actual agricultural events don't seem to be at the forefront anymore with a lacking of young farmers will. Yeah, that's it. It's uh, it's a sort of organisation that anyone is welcome. You know, you don't have to don't have to be a farmer, but um, you know, it's a good base for for what we're all about, sort of thing. I see. You do an awful lot for charity. Yes. Yeah. We try try to do our bit for for what we can. You know, the the, the tractor run is obviously a big, um, you know, real big charity event for us for the year so uh, and same with the concert as well so and I suppose looking at the concert it's only around the corner really yeah I'm sure practices will uh, will all start again in uh, in January and, w- and we'll be uh, you know marching forward again 
Yeah, I suppose having it missed last year, Bryony, would have been a bit of a blow for the Federation. Yeah, it was. It was such a shame. We we tried to postpone it and we were sort of looking forward to the postponed date. And then, um, unfortunately, you know, due to the circumstances during COVID, we just couldn't do it. And obviously in the farming calendar, lots of our members are still farmers, especially the ones that take part in the concert. So it just wasn't justifiable to, you know, try and squeeze it in amongst all the work that they were doing anyway um so yeah we're really really looking forward to the concert this year it's a little bit later on the 24th 25th and 26th of march but um all good fun so and talking about calendars i do believe you've got a a merchandise and calendar for sale this year yes yeah we've got the very first um young farmers calendar which is all pictures that our members have taken themselves and we've chosen them and put them in and um, so there's plenty of those if anyone wants one just get in touch with us on on the facebook page or via our email address and we've got t-shirts and water bottles and things as well so it's every little helps isn't it yeah absolutely yeah and then at the end of the day you know if we've got money in the pot we've got it there to to spread out to charities who are in need which is we're very fortunate to be able to be in that position and how do people get involved with young farmers obviously there's, a, there's an age bracket but uh, everybody's welcome Absolutely, everybody's welcome. Um, it's 10 to 36 on the Isle of Man, um, but we often have people coming along to Stockton who may bring their you know, younger brother or sister um, and it's good to just get, let them have a go. We do an open class, you know, even like on Monday night at the Prime Stock Show, we have an open class so past members can have a go at the Stock Judging as well. And I think it's just nice to involve everyone and then give the younger ones a bit of a taste of what we're about. So hopefully they'll join up in the future. That was some of the members from the Isle of Man Young Farmers. And they're always really busy, especially with their charity work, Simon. Yeah, and... Uh... Another tractor run in the in the process of organising. Of course, that's gone from strength to strength, isn't it? And it's, it really It's just has. something even the general public now going, oh, don't go out on that night. The tractors <laughs> will be out. It just really is. And they're thinking outside of the box all the time, having their, their hop tune pumpkin carving for the younger ones, trying to get everybody involved. And obviously the big win, Winter Welly Wonderland at the end of the month. Don't forget, if you haven't got tickets, you can go to that. That's at the Villa Marina. Have a look on the Gaiety website. That's the uh, Winter Welly Wonderland. You're listening to Countryside here on Manx Radio with Kiri Kermode and myself, Simon Clark. Well, I've always been a fan of aviation and uh, for my birthday last weekend, I was treated to a trip around the Isle of Man in a Robinson R44 helicopter. The front seat next to Tom the pilot and what an experience that was. I caught up with Tom and had a chat with him after we landed and, uh, well, some adventure. Well, what a remarkable experience. Let's get a chat with uh, our pilot for today, Tom Bean. Uh, Thank you for that experience. That was something that it's a once in a lifetime for me. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, we had a good time, I think. Lovely weather for it, wasn't it, Simon? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a cracking day. Thank you. Now, how long have uh, the yellow helicopters uh, been at it here on the Isle of Man now? Uh, so we started in April, um, and I came over from the UK in April as well. So we've been up and running for the last uh, six, seven months now. Yeah, and how, how has it been? Has it been slowly getting there? Obviously, it's been a lot of trouble worldwide with certain infections and things, but has that hindered progress? Um, not so much. I think we're really surprised with the general uptake um, from the island residents. It's been great. And we've had a lot of positive reviews, a lot of positivity that's come from it. Um, I think next year will be interesting, you know, with the borders hopefully fully opened, with a few more tourists coming in. But we'll have to see how it goes. 
Now the the routes you take here, uh, obviously yellow helicopters are part of a, a, a bigger group as well, just in case people get a, need a bit, a bit of background on it. Yeah, so um, some of the we at the moment we offer routes varying from sixty minutes to fifteen minutes. Um, the prices vary as well. So our fifteen minutes above the south, uh, taking around the sort of the uh, southwest of the island. We've got two thirty-minute routes from the east and west, from you know, Douglas down along the coast, or you can go to Peel and back along the coast. Um, the hour-long tour that you did, Simon, yeah. the island adventure. So we circumnavigate the whole island. And then we do a 45-minute one as well, um, which is called our TT experience. So we'll go around the whole lap. Yeah, well, we like I say, we went on the, the island adventure one around there. And it's just incredible because we live on the west coast at the north there. And you said, oh, just point out your house there. And we <laughs> did a circle around that to get some pictures. And it's just incredible because you never get the chance to do that with anything else, would you? No, no, no. I mean, I always try and find everybody's houses. Um, I've got 100% success rate so far. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully the next uh, flight will be the same as well. Yeah. So, so how, did, how did you get into it yourself, Tom? I've always wanted to fly. Um, I originally wanted to join the Air Force when I was younger. And then due to varying circumstances, it didn't quite work out. Um, but I've always had a passion for aviation. I was uh, very fortunate to fall into it about seven years ago when I first moved to the States and uh, started flying out there and haven't thought back since. Yeah, uh, obviously the, the fixed wing licenses that you get, uh, you moved on to the helicopters. Was that an always going to be a move for you or something you said one day, I want to do that now? Well, I mean, helicopters, I can't really uh, stress how much fun they are. So <laughs> fixed wing's great. I mean, I've got a lot of passion for planes as well but helicopters is just something else it's a quite an incredible feeling when you fly one what about the first time you, you get in there and he says right you're in control of it now is <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it a difficult thing to master it takes a while yeah um the first time you try hovering you just want to uh, break down and cry and run away <laughs> really it, it takes a few hours to uh, to get that but um then it just clicks yeah, you know, it just happens. Um, it's just like everything in life. You just try hard and then it eventually works out. Yeah. You haven't got fed up of going around the island yet? Is there always something you're learning or something you're seeing different? Always, yeah. No, I'm not fed up at all. It's, um, it's a beautiful place to fly around. So um, I really appreciate the Isle of Man so much. And um, especially flying with uh, Simon, your son today, Timmy. <laughs> he even pointed out a few things I didn't know about either as well, so um, which is great. Yeah, the poor air, air traffic control couldn't get a word in at one stage there. Which <laughs> is but but it is, um, you know, the, the, the helicopter you fly, the, the, the R44, when I was sitting in the front there, there's such a view from it. It's incredible. You know, you look you used to people looking out of plane windows, you get the little window to look out. This is a view. Yeah, it's just a big bubble, uh, pretty much. So you, it's um, one of the best helicopters in the world for the view. Uh, it's very popular amongst touring companies, and yeah, you just see everything. It's great. Yeah, and was that the one you you always flew when you learned? Uh, I've got a few other types. So Robinson R44, the R22, um, smaller helicopters as well, like the Cabri and the Schweitzer. Uh, mainly, I did a lot of my initial training and then some flight instruction in that but when it comes to the touring it's mainly in the 44 yeah yeah and and now um i think you're pushing yourself a little bit more going into instructing as well is that too yeah that's right yeah, yeah. um so when i lived in the states i was over there a few years i used to teach out there but um in aviation you need you know, licenses for every country that you uh, you fly in so i used to teach out there for a couple of years and i just recently got my um, british or UKCAA flight instructor certificate as well. So um, it's something we'll hopefully launch 
uh, in the next few weeks, probably for the new year. What about the difference flying in the States to the Isle of Man? Less wind? Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. And um, I was in California as well, so we had about 350 days of sun. So you didn't have to uh, worry too much about the weather. Um, it's a completely different, to be honest. Very, um, very relaxed in the US. A bit more strict over here. You can do... Um, it's more more uh, regimented, shall we say, in the UK and the Isle of Man. Yeah, that that's, it really is a fantastic experience. If if anyone wants to to do this, I mean, who do they get in contact with and how? Yeah, so we got uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, our handles are at Fly uh, Yellow Helicopters, and uh, email address is fly at yellowhelicopters.com, or you can call us on one six two four eight one two one four four. Brilliant. Well, what an experience today handle that aircraft brilliantly. I'm allowed to call it an aircraft? Of course you can. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't call it a plane. <laughs> Tom Bean there, the pilot of the Yellow Helicopters, uh, who flew me round the Isle of Man uh, on Sunday afternoon. And the, what a crystal clear day it was, Kiri. Just Flew past your house, I was shouting down to you. <laughs> it was just the perfect day, like you say, so blue. But what an opportunity there, Simon. A, like a chance of a lifetime, like you did. And, and a big happy birthday, too. I do believe it was a birthday present. <laughs> it was indeed. Thank you very much. And the wife. But uh, I had Timmy with me. Uh, he was in the back, so we weren't short of commentary with uh, him and myself. <laughs> but what an opportunity to see how beautiful this island is. We always talk of how wonderful it is. And I, I bet from the air, seeing all those quirks the hills and the, the rolling landscape we have here and in it's all its glory in that sunshine on the weekend it must have been just beautiful it was beautiful and let me tell you this that uh, some people might look and think oh it's quite expensive everything you go out for a meal or something now you're nearly there and that is you know you go in an airplane you look out the little window in the side and you can barely see down and you're going quite fast this it's like being in a big bubble Wow. You know, it was brilliant, the view. So I would recommend that to anybody. That's all for this week's Countryside. Kerry, any uh, events coming up? Well, we had the first part of the Prime Stock show there last night and the second part is at Isle of Man Meets on Thursday. That all kicks off at six o'clock with the young farmers and then seven for the general public to come and view. And then... We'll hear all about the winners and the results of that in next week's programme. Indeed. That's it for this week, though. Until next week, from me, Simon Clark. And me, Kerry Kermode. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.